This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here. On pain.tv slash gold, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. So it is uh, effectively Saturday evening, and I've just felt like doing another show. I normally only do shows Monday through Friday, so they drop on Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and then I take a couple days off. But we've been covering so much stuff here that I felt like I was just going to continue because I had started into this Peter Thiel uh, kind of investigation rabbit hole on his connections to COVID land, the high school theater production that we've all been living in. And so I wanted to finish that up for you so that we could start the, the new week with some new material, but I am going to plug in some stuff tonight that's actually new, and it ties Peter Thiel into the messaging, the narrative of the fourth industrial revolution, the Great Reset, World Economic Forum, and I'll show you how that ties right into the Biden administration, and that way you'll understand that what you believe you're living through, you are actually living through. It's proven. And so once you know that, once you accept that, then uh, we can figure out how to work around it. And that's always been the theme here at the Dustin Gold Standard. And so my wife and I today, uh, while I was working on this show, in between we had to run out to lunch with a gentleman in his 70s who we met through the YMCA. He goes to some of the aqua classes that I go to with my wife uh, to be supportive. So he goes to these aqua classes. Quite interesting gentleman. Uh, yeah, fairly educated and cultured type of guy. And so I was picking up hints from him that there were some things that maybe we agreed on. And so we ended up going out to lunch with him today for the first time we went out to a little thai restaurant and what an interesting little character this guy is a wealth of knowledge he has survived ms uh he has asperger's um he uh is dyslexic 
served in the Navy during Vietnam and has studied with Buddhists and studied Taoism. He's an architect and engineer, uh, had a life partner that has since uh, passed away. He spent a lot of time taking care of her uh, when she was uh, really sick and the hospitals screwed up her life. But this guy has studied homeopathic medicine. He had a garden where he was growing all of his own um, vegetables and plants and, and herbs and stuff for homeopathic medicine actually went through treatment with acupuncture and then this other sort of uh, other sort of uh, I don't know the name I've got to research it myself where literally like bees not robot bees but honey bees sting you and so he raised these bees and wow it was a really interesting conversation and then he opens up and tells me that he's uh, left of <laughs> bernie sanders but you know it didn't matter because i try to be nuanced and learn from people that are a wealth of knowledge this guy knows a lot of history about world war one and world war two and a lot of things we as a, a country did and he knows a lot of stuff going on geopolitically and so all of a sudden he starts telling me about 40 45 years ago he was going to college for engineering and he was really focused on whether or not technology and humanity could coexist and boom the lights went off in my head and i said wow i knew i was supposed to meet this guy and so i'm thinking about it i might bring him on kind of uh i have another studio i'm sort of building across from this studio in my office that's kind of two chairs with a lamp and we could sit down and just have a discussion and so i may do that with him but uh i'm assuming the majority of this audience uh probably trickled over from the thomas Paine podcast over from mike moore which kind of grew out of where i came from at least in the in the kind of the current uh, situation we're in which was sort of out of trump comes from the right this gentleman comes from the left but we agree so much on technology and humanity and he does not believe they can coexist he believes technology will end up destroying humanity and he is not for that so i may bring him on but you guys can't get upset with me if i have a guest that does not see eye to eye with you or me or any of us 100 percent. i'm not looking to have a conversation in that form with an older gentleman that would be a debate very similar to when i had halsey english on and I had prepped you before that interview. There were certain things I did not agree with. Halsey does not see the World Economic Forum, Fourth Industrial Revolution, uh, and things of that nature as much of a threat as I do, and I assume many of you do. So it's fine. I'm, I'm doing these interviews so that I can pull information out of other people and I could learn from them as I've been doing my entire life, in my personal life, in business, in just uh, my constant desire and need to explore and gain knowledge. And so I'll bring him on, but I don't want you to get upset if he doesn't agree with certain things and I don't go and like challenge him. I don't want to get in a fight with a 75-year-old gentleman. So let's see if it happens. I'm telling you, it will be a very interesting conversation. And it's not like this guy is a podcast or anything. He probably has never spoken publicly, but he has worked in 
government. He has worked in the private sector. And uh, just to see that there's someone else out there from the supposed uh, other side of the aisle who agrees that technology is destroying humanity. And he has a lot of reasons to actually back that up um, from real world experience. Then I think he would be a wealth of knowledge and something you would appreciate. So I am going to work on that, but you've got to promise me you are not going to bash me for doing that and saying I'm promoting socialism or leftism, which I am not. Okay, so now that that is out of the way, where we are going to start this evening is with a quote. Uh, It's actually this article, and there's a quote in here that's very important, and I actually brushed over this in a couple of episodes ago. And so this is an article from Forbes on December 3rd, 2020. So remember, let's put this in context. COVID kicks off around February, March of 2020. And now this article is in December 2020. Okay, so nine months after COVID kicks off. And let's continue with our theme right here, which is Peter Thiel. So this is a Forbes article. It says... Uh, Title, Peter Thiel says, COVID marks 21st century's true start. SPAC boom, surging EV stocks are a sign. So SPAC, uh, I pulled this up for you somewhere. Um, Hold on one second. Maybe I closed it. Let me just show you. For those of you that don't know, because uh, it says right here, a special purpose acquisition company. Just so you know what we're talking about. A special purpose acquisition company, also known as a, quote, blank check company, end quote, is a shell corporation listed on a stock exchange with the purpose of acquiring a private company, thus making it public without going through the traditional initial public offering process. Okay? Just so we're on the same page here. And then it says... uh SPAC, boom, surging EV, that's an electric vehicle, okay? Stocks are a sign. And this article is focused on sort of these electric vehicle companies. But it's, it's, there's something more telling inside here. So I'll just read the first paragraph quickly to you. It says, the SPAC boom of 2020 is Wall Street's story of the year and a once in a lifetime chance for early stage tech companies, particularly in the advanced transportation space, to grab funds at a breathtaking pace. And while some have listed shares years ahead of meaningful revenue generation or a clear outlook, billionaire tech investor Peter Thiel is excited about a broader transformation now this is what we reviewed before but let me read it again because it's very very important remember i already showed you that peter thiel said transhumanism and christianity are very similar there's only minute metaphysical differences between the two he's offering you his own version of heaven which he's going to give you immortality and the ability to live forever ever with him in the metaverse i guess But it says right here, folks, quote, there seems to be a lot of pretty crazy froth, and it's going to take years for some of these companies to grow into the valuations. But I keep thinking the other side of it is that one should think of COVID 
and the crisis of this year as this giant watershed moment where this is the first year of the 21st century. This is the year in which the new economy is actually replacing the old economy, end quote. Okay, did you absorb that or do I need to repeat it for you? Let me just repeat the last part there. Thiel says, I keep thinking the other side of it is that one should think of COVID and the crisis of this year as this giant watershed moment where this is the first year of the 21st century. This is the year in which the new economy is actually replacing the old economy. So there's Thiel spinning COVID, nine months into COVID's launch, COVID the high school theater production, uh, into COVID's launch. And he is talking about this great opportunity and where he supports this idea, not his own, that the new economy is actually replacing the old economy. If that sounds familiar to you, great reset. If it sounds familiar to you, It should. Now, let's go down a little further. I believe there is another quote in here from Mr. Thiel, okay? It says here, quote, uh, I keep thinking that maybe this time the movie is going to have the alternate ending, which is somehow the tech is actually going to work, at least in the aggregate. Some will fail, some won't, but on the whole, the transformation of the 21st century is going to work. Now, what he was referring to there was a piece in this article where they're talking about these electric vehicles and technology in general and how Theo believes that the tech boom, sort of this tech transformation, I don't know, maybe what we would call the singularity, the merger of man and machine, when AI, artificial intelligence, surpasses the intelligence of humanity and then humans are forced to merge with machine, considering he backs singularity. Uh, The Singularity Institute, going back to 2006 and spoke at the Singularity Summit, going back that long as well. And so now he's saying that this time, rather than the, he believes the uh, tech bubble burst slowed down technology's advancement. Now he thinks COVID is helping pick it back up. So again, he says, quote, I keep thinking that maybe this time the movie is going to have the alternate ending, which is somehow the tech is actually going to work at least in the aggregate. Some will fail, some won't, but on the whole, the transformation of the 21st century is going to work. And when he talks about this transformation, I believe he is referring to the fourth industrial revolution. The transformation from the third industrial revolution Okay, the third industrial era, I apologize, into the fourth industrial revolution, which pushes us into the fourth industrial era. And some of these guys believe that singularity will become part of that. In the meantime, and just for shits and giggles, before I move on to why this article and those quotes are significant to the overall story of this technocratic transhumanist oligarch, I just want to say the overall article is talking about this SPAC merger, okay? And this guy, Austin Russell, 
a Forbes 30 under 30. And he's a California Bay, uh, leading this California based sensor company deal, which is raising $600 million in gross proceeds in its merger with Gore's Metropolis. And it turned this 25 year old CEO, Austin Russell, into the youngest self made billionaire in the world based on Luminaire's estimated market cap of $3.4 billion prior to this trading and this is has to do with uh self-driving car technology but just so you know so that i could just keep making a point to you about the minions of peter thiel who is austin russell well up here on uh, scmp.com i just pulled up this quick article elon musk 2.0 question mark meet austin russell the world's youngest self-made billionaire luminar co-founder and evangelist for the LiDAR self-driving car tech that Tesla CEO called freaking stupid. Well, who is Russell? Russell left Stanford after getting a $100,000 grant fellowship from PayPal co-founder Peter Thiel. Okay. And so this kid now owns an $83 million LA mansion next door to Tom Hanks and one in Florida. <laughs> $83 million LA mansion next to Tom Hanks. Hey, if I'm a kid who drops out of Stanford on a Peter Thiel grant and all of a sudden I make a ton of money, trust me, folks, you won't find me living next door to Tom Hanks. I might be spending my time on the spare couch with Harvey Weinstein, but I will never, ever be living next door to Tom Hanks. Ladies and gentlemen, when we get back, let me show you why those quotes are so important. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. This is a special Saturday night, Sunday morning edition of the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back from the break. It is Saturday night, and it's time to party, folks. You know how we're going to party tonight? I'm going to finish up this show, and then I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> and then tomorrow, my brother-in-law is coming over to help me move some furniture because we got to start putting together the nursery for the uh, coming child who's due here at the end of October. And so that's what I'm going to do. And then tomorrow, so you guys know, I'll be hosting the Thomas Paine podcast Monday morning, and I have a little special guest for you the wonderful, the fabulous Maria Albanese. And you're going to kind of see me out of my element. Well, it is my element. I just don't do it on this show. We'll be talking about some current stories going on in the news, analyzing those and bringing in some old research that the two of us had done years ago and tying that in. And then I have to record a second show, which is my show for Monday morning. So tomorrow I will be recording all day for you folks. And uh, once we get this show rocking and rolling, I'll be able to spend even more time and do more research on it. But I'm going to need you guys to share this show. I need you to go to pain.tv slash gold and sign up if you can contribute a little bit. Um, 
I hate to beg and stuff like that, but if you throw in a little money, then it allows me to not have to go out and get more web design and graphics projects, and I can work more on this show. My goal is to be doing this full-time for you so I can produce uh, all types of content, not just on the technocracy and on transhumanism, but other subjects that will be of value to your life. So feel free to do that. And also, please, and I know there's trolls out there that are going to use this against me, but if you can go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a comment, it really does help uh, us be seen. It kind of pushes the show up, I guess, in their feed. I don't know. I don't do that stuff. That all comes from Commander Payne's side, but that's what I'm being told. Okay. Enough of that, folks. Let me look. I've got this quote back on the screen because we need to move forward with this. But here, it's Thiel saying, I keep thinking the other side of it is that one should think of COVID and the crisis of this year as this giant watershed moment where uh, where this is the first year of the 21st century. This is the year in which the new economy is actually replacing the old. Now, let's go over to your favorite website, okay? This is the World Economic Forum. And you can get to the World Economic Forum, right, by going to weforum.org. And let me pull this part up first, because Thiel is talking about a resetting, right, of the new economy is actually replacing the old economy. Now, Peter Thiel, again, it purports to be this conservative libertarian. He backed Donald Trump. He spoke at Trump rallies. He's now backing this string of what the media calls MAGA candidates, Trump-backed candidates, candidates, as Thiel said, that endorse you know the, the former President Trump's policies. I don't even know what any of that means. We'll go over some of that with Maria Albanese. And so here we go, folks. If it, if it sounds familiar, what Thiel said about the new economy replacing the old economy, right here on the World Economic Forum website, many of you have seen this. This is not new. I'm just tying this together for you in a pretty little bro. We have the Great Reset. And we have a quote here from Professor Klaus Schwab, one of our favorite people on the show, founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, and it says right here, quote, the pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world, end quote. Let me reread that, folks. The pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. And let's go back to Peter Thiel on the screen here, where he says, one should think of COVID, and what does Klaus Schwab say here? The pandemic represents, and Thiel says, one should think of COVID and the crisis, right? That's the pandemic of this year as the giant watershed moment where this is the first year of the 21st century. The new economy is replacing the old economy, and as Klaus says right here the pandemic represents a narrow window of opportunity that's like a watershed moment to reflect reimagine and reset our world and as peter is saying the new economy replacing the old economy you see the two things are connected peter is echoing the great reset 
coming out of the World Economic Forum. And what does the Great Reset stand for? And did the Great Reset start on March, uh, you know, 10th, 2020, right? The beginning of COVID. Is that when it started? No, folks. I've told you this before, right? Here on the World Economic Forum, we have the fourth industrial revolution, what it means, how to respond. And this is January 14th. 2016, Klaus Schwab wrote his book, The Force Industrial Revolution, in 2016, okay? Now, let me read a little of this from you because you need to understand what the Great Reset and the Fourth Industrial Revolution are. It says right here, again, this is written in 2016, four years before COVID. We stand on the brink of a technological revolution that will fundamentally alter the way we live, work, and relate to one another. In its scale, scope, and complexity, the transformation will be unlike anything humankind has experienced before. We do not yet know just how it will unfold, but one thing is clear, the response to it must be integrated and comprehensive involving all stakeholders of the global polity from the public and private sectors to academia and civil society. Did we not see that, right? Did we not see that when COVID, the high school theater production kicked off? Did we not see this? Seriously. Seriously, the transformation will be unlike anything humankind has experienced before. Well, I don't know if it's unlike anything humankind has experienced before, but in our lifetime, in uh, a couple of generations, it was unlike anything any of us had experienced before. And he's saying right here, the response to it must be integrated and comprehensive. Not talking about COVID, talking about this technological revolution. And the response to it must be integrated and comprehensive involving all stakeholders of the global polity from the public and private sectors to academia and civil society. So they were wrangling, the World Economic Forum was wrangling together these stakeholders prior to covid the high school theater production, which was the great reset that ushered us into what we're reading from now, the fourth industrial revolution. Okay, so then you see what all the governments around the world were on board, right? Pretty much all the governors in the United States were on board. You'll say that DeSantis or this one didn't do this or didn't do this, but in the end, they all did. They all contributed to it. They all contributed to it. And so all of government was on board. All of private sector, short of some some mom and pops maybe, were on board. But most of them got on board because they were threatened by the local health departments and the police departments. So they were pushed into it by force. But the big corporations, what they call the private sector, they were on board. And then you see oligarchs that work on behalf of the government, as we've proven to you what Peter Thiel is, you saw the oligarchs 
all on board. So in 2016, when Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum are telling you that all of these entities from both the private and public sector need to be on board, they were in the process of wrangling the stakeholders and getting them ready for the Great Reset, which they happened to use COVID, the high school theater production, as the kickoff. Okay, whether they created it and it was invented or whether it was really a flu gone bad, who knows? Doesn't really matter, to be honest, because we know what the purpose is. Was it a catastrophe that they, uh, a crisis that they did not let go to waste as Rahm Emanuel, uh, Barack Obama's former chief of staff, uh, who is Ari Emanuel, Hollywood's most powerful uh, manager, talent manager's um, brother, who is partnered in with AI Foundation, Lars Butler and the Mind Twin program. I mean, I don't know, but it doesn't matter because the proof here is in the pudding, folks. And so when they say everyone has to be on board with this, you see people like Peter Thiel, who controls how many companies I've showed you. There's hundreds. There's at least a hundred, folks, maybe hundreds. And so he sets the tone and his hundred companies start marching. And we're going to show you that in a moment. But let me just continue with this before we move on to the next damning piece of information I'm going to give you. This article continues. The first industrial revolution used water and steam power to mechanize production. The second used electric power to create mass production. The third used electronics and information technology to automate production. Now a fourth industrial revolution is building on the third. The digital revolution that has been occurring since the middle of the last century. It is characterized by a fusion of technologies that is blurring the lines between the physical, digital, and biological spheres. And that will be called the singularity or transhumanism, folks, when we start blurring the lines between physical, digital, and biological, bringing all three together. It says in here, there are three reasons why today's transformations represent not merely a prolongation of the third industrial revolution, but rather the arrival of a fourth and distinct one, velocity, scope, and systems impact. The speed of current breakthroughs has no historical precedent. When compared with previous industrial revolutions, the fourth is evolving at an exponential, uh, at an exponential rather than linear space. Moreover, it is disrupting almost every industry in every country, and the breadth and depth of these changes herald the transformation of entire systems of production, management, and governance. And as I've mentioned to you, this is from 2016, but remember, we've been showing you technologies that are coming out of this fourth industrial revolution. I'm trying to show you what it is and how you can see it around you. And then you will start to recognize some of these technologies that you may want to avoid in your life. Can we stop them? I don't think so. But can you avoid them? Can you warn your family and your friends? Can you educate your children and grandchildren on the dangers of these technologies and at least teach them how to only use them when necessary as a tool, like using a garden hoe? 
but you don't walk around carrying it on your back? Can you show them these things? Because this is how you can avoid it and partially live one foot in and one foot out of the matrix and not be wrapped up inside of this prison planet matrix metaverse all of the time. And that is why I have to step out on a quick break because I can't be in the matrix with you at all times, folks. Even I, Morpheus, need to step back. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 